0: We are thankful to be here, several things that the Lord has blessed, and we're thankful. We'd like today to turn to the book of John, the 11th chapter, John chapter 11, verses 21 and 22. I wanted to preach on the same people in the same place doing the same thing but the Lord has led us differently we want to speak today from verse 21 and verse 22 of John chapter 11 these are the words of Martha then said Martha unto Jesus Lord if thou hadst been here my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Again, these are the words of Martha. Her brother Lazarus had just died. And when she had heard that Jesus was on his way from Jerusalem to Bethany, which was about two miles, She went to meet him, and she spoke the words that we just read. In verse 21, she referred to the death of her brother. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. And then in verse 22, she expresses her assurance and her faith. Lazarus is dead, but I know that even now, but I know that even now, and we like today to take our message from those words, but I know that even now, we want to look at two things. We want to consider the words, as Martha spoke them, her circumstances when she spoke these words. And then we want to, secondly, we want to apply the words to our present day. But I know that even now. A lot of what we will say, Brother Ginn has already said, but that's all right. We're not apologizing for that. But we see here when Martha spoke these words, it was a time of great sorrow the hearts of Martha and Mary were breaking with bitter sorrow at the death of their brother. We see in verse 19 that many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. But in her sorrow, she knew. She knew that the Lord was able. And we see that here in verse 22. She says, I know that even now, Even though Lazarus is dead and even though Lazarus is is buried in the grave, she said, I know that even now thou art able, is what she was saying. I know that even now God is able, is what Martha was saying. It was also a time of loneliness. We see that in verse 21. Lord, if thou hadst been here, She's sort of rebuking the Lord. If thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. When Lazarus was dying, Jesus Christ was not there in bodily presence. He was not there in bodily presence. Martha and Mary had sent word to Jesus Christ concerning the sickness of Lazarus. We see that in verses 2 and verse 3. And no doubt when they sent word to Jesus Christ about the sickness of Lazarus, they expected Jesus Christ to come. There's no doubt in my mind about that. They expected that Jesus Christ would be there. And for two days, they watched Lazarus die. For two days, they no doubt prayed for Lazarus but Jesus didn't come Jesus was not there in bodily presence for two days no doubt they looked for Jesus for two days they waited for Jesus to come and heal their brother but he never came and Martha and Mary watched their brother die and then we see that They buried him, and Jesus still had not come. So I believe it was a time of loneliness. But in that time, she says, I know that even now. I know that even now. It was also a time of disappointment. If thou had been here, my brother would not have died. I see disappointment in those words, disappointment. She was disappointed that Jesus Christ did not come when they sent for him. She was disappointed that Jesus Christ had not come and healed their brother. And I believe they were greatly disappointed as they watched Lazarus take his last breath and Jesus still had not come. Lord, if you would have been here, Lazarus, my brother, would not have died. And oh, how disappointed they must have been when they walked from that grave, leaving the body of Lazarus. But now we see, she hears word that Jesus is on his way. And she goes out to meet him. And she says, I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, God will do. I know that even now, even though Lazarus is dead, even though Lazarus is buried in the ground, I know that even now that you are able. It was no doubt a time of confusion. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. I don't believe Martha understood why Jesus didn't come. She was confused. Now they go, Lord, why? Lord, why didn't you come? Lord, why didn't you come when we sent for you? She was confused. The Lord wasn't. But Martha and Mary certainly were confused. But now she comes into the presence of Christ and she says, but I know that even now, You're able. It was also a time of helplessness. Martha and Mary for two days watched their brother die and no doubt felt quite helpless as they watched him die. And then they buried him. And they left that grave. And they were helpless. There wasn't anything they could do for Lazarus. But when she came to Jesus, she said, but I know that even now, God is able. So we see that Martha, in a time of sorrow, in a time of grief, in a time of loneliness, in a time of emptiness, in a time of disappointment, in a time of confusion, and in a time of helplessness. And we've all experienced those things. And some of us, no doubt, are experiencing those things right now. But Martha was able to say, But I know. I know this. I may be confused. I may be afraid. I may be disappointed. I may feel absolutely lonely and helpless. But I know that even now, God is able. And I believe that's what Martha... Was saying. And we want to apply these words to the present, to our day. And I hope that each one of us today can say in our hearts with full assurance, but I know that even now, but I know that even now, God knows the hearts of each one of us, God knows our needs. God knows the sorrows that each one of us have. God knows the fears that each one of us have. God knows the disappointments that each one of us have. But I hope and pray that we can say with Martha, but I know that even now. But I know that even now, God is able. There's no doubt in anybody's mind tonight that knows the Lord that we live in the last days. We live in very sinful and ungodly days. We live in a time when our country has made every attempt To outlaw God from almost every aspect of society. We live in a time in which our nation has abandoned godly principles that work, that have always worked and will always work and have replaced them with ungodly, humanistic philosophies that never have worked and never will work. And that's the days in which you and I live. And what is so sad is that many who profess to be God's people have bought into these ungodly, sinful, wicked philosophies. They have bought into them. It's a sad day. It's a sinful time in which we live. We are living in times when we have been led down a path of moral degeneracy by socialistic humanist of our day. And again, what is so sad is that many who profess to be God's people are on that path and see nothing wrong with it. And attempt to defend it. It's a sad day when God's people begin to attempt to defend what is contrary to the Word of God. But that's where we are today. That is where we are. We live in a time in which the ungodly are determined, and I mean they're determined. And I mean they're more determined than God's people are. They are determined to use any means necessary to give us a quote-unquote new morality. They are determined. And again, it's sad, but many of God's people, or at least profess to be God's people, have bought into it, have adapted to it. They are dead set at all costs to set new patterns and set new moral codes in opposition to the Word of God. And as a result, our nation is saturated with unrighteousness. As a result, our nation is saturated with fornication. And many of God's people trying to defend it. And even support it. Saturated with adultery and wickedness of all kinds. And our nation is not in a mess because of what is going on today down in Florida. That's just one of the many results of years and years and years of outlawing God from society. It should have never ever come to the point in the United States of America where a man who believes it's okay for a woman to murder her unborn baby boy or girl should ever be able to run for office. Such an individual should not even be able to get a vote. It's a sad day when such an individual can even run for public office. And what's even sadder still is God's people who vote for them. Vote for somebody who doesn't see anything wrong with a woman having the right to murder. And that's what it is. Amen. To have her baby boy or girl dissected, yes. To have their brains sucked out. Yes. And God's people will vote for them. Because they're for the working man. That's a sad day. Amen. That's a sad time. Amen. And we're seeing the results of such thinking today. All around us we see the results of that. God's judgment is upon this country. And rightly so. And rightly so. Sad day when God's people vote their pocketbook over what God's word says. And I believe it's time to take a stand. time but we know today that we have government officials who support what Brother Ginn just preached about homosexuality President Clinton is the friend of the homosexual community The friend of it. The friend of that which is an abomination to God. I believe today that the Holy Spirit as a restraining agent is being removed and men are waxing worse and worse. But we, I believe that we can say with Martha, but I know that even now. But I know that even now. I know that even now in these times of great wickedness, in these times of great rebellion against God, In these times of strong satanic influence, in this time of confusion and chaos, I know that even now God is still God. And I hope today that we know that. God is still God. God is not defeated. He's still the God of heaven and he's still the God of earth and he's still in absolute control of all things and he's still working all things after the counsel of his own will. And I pray today that we can say with Martha, but even now I know, even now in the very midst of wickedness, in the very midst of judgment, even now I know that God is still God. I know that even now, God is still the Almighty. I know that even now, Thine, O oh Lord, is the greatness. Thine, O oh Lord, is the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and earth is Thine. Do we know that? Can we grab hold of that today? I know. But even now, God is almighty. In the midst of all the sin, in the midst of all the wickedness, in the midst of all the rebellion against God, God is not baffled. God is not confused. God is not in a quandary. God is working all things. After the counsel of his own will. And God is the all sufficient one. He is everything that I need right now. He is everything that you need right now. I don't know what your needs are, but I do know this whatever they are, God is everything you need today. He's the all sufficient one. And nothing can change that. Because just as Brother Ken preached, God is immutable. God does not change. And God is still the all-sufficient one. And if we live another day, God will be the all-sufficient one tomorrow. And if we're here ten years from now, he'll still be the all-sufficient one. God is God. And I know that even now, though most... People are saying, we will not have this man reign over us. Referring to Jesus Christ. I know that even now, Jesus Christ is King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. And I know that even now, Jesus Christ is living. And sitting at the right hand of God. And I know that even right now, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. In Jesus Christ. I know that even now Jesus Christ is the only Savior of sinners. If you're here today without Jesus Christ. I want you to know even now Jesus Christ is the only Savior of sinners. He's the only mediator between God and man. And even now he's our advocate. He's our attorney. Attorneys have gotten a lot of attention the last couple of weeks. But I have an advocate Amen. with Father. Amen. And he's Jesus Christ. I have one who will plead my case. And he's, he's Jesus Christ. Brother Asbury preached. I know that even now he's the shepherd of the sheep. Yes, things may be in turmoil, as far as we can see, chaos and confusion, but I know that even now he's the shepherd of the sheep. I know that even now God is a prayer hearing Prayer answering God. Right now. You and I as children of God have access. To the creator. Of all things. That's amazing. Right now. In the midst of all the wickedness that's going up. In the midst of all the ungodliness. In the midst of all the sin. I know that even now, I have access to the creator of all things. We have access today to omnipotence. We have access today to omniscience. We have access today to the throne of grace. And I know that even now, men ought to always to pray, and not to faint. I know that even now, that we ought to pray without ceasing. I know that even now, we ought to continue in prayer. We ought to be a prayerful people, and I believe it's our obligation. Pray and plead with God. I would say today, can you pray? Are you praying? Can you find something? Look around today. Can you find something to pray for? I know that even now, God is a prayer hearing and prayer answering, God, and we need to be praying, we need to be praying for one another, God would help us to be what we ought to be, far too much fussing and fighting going on amongst the Lord's people need to pray for one another. I may not agree with you, you may not agree with me, but can we agree on this, we ought to pray Amen. Amen. for one another. Amen. And I know that even now, we can pray. Amen. The question comes down, are we? Are we a prayerful people? Do we find ourselves pleading with God for our children, for our grandchildren, for one another? I know that even now, in spite of all the efforts to discredit it, we hold in our hands today the very word of God. I know that even now, this is God's Word. Even now, in the midst of error and falsehood, I know that even now, this is the infallible Word of God. It is the Word of one who cannot lie. It is the word of one who cannot be mistaken. And though kings and nations have tried to destroy it, it still stands. And it will continue to stand. It's God's instruction on how to live. It is the standard of right and wrong. We live in a day when people are trying to reinvent the dictionary. Words no longer mean what they used to mean, according to them. They still mean the same thing. And God's word is still the standard of right and wrong. Which simply means this. If it's contrary to God's word, it's wrong. Controversy's over. If it's contrary to this book, it's wrong. It doesn't matter if I'm doing it. It doesn't matter if you're doing it. doesn't matter if your children are doing it or your grandchildren. If it's contrary to the Word of God, it's wrong. And we must not defend it. And we must not support it. If it is contrary to the saith the Lord. We must just believe it. And we must stand for what God's word says we must, I know that even now God's word needs to be preached it needs to be preached with with boldness it needs to be preached with confidence and I'm not talking about confidence in ourselves, I'm talking about confidence in the one who speaks the word, the one who wrote the book We can speak confidently when we have the word of God. It needs to be preached boldly. It needs to be preached with confidence. It needs to be preached with diligence. It needs to be preached with zeal. And it needs to be preached plainly. Just what it says. Just what it says. I know that even now, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the air, in the compromise, in the midst of Satan ta- attacks, we need to be steadfast, and thus saith the Lord. Amen. If God says it, we need to stand for it. Amen. And in standing for truth, you automatically stand against error. Amen. You cannot stand for what's right without standing against what's wrong. Amen. You cannot stand for truth without standing against error. The Bible teaches us very plainly in Ephesians chapter 6 that we are to be against the wiles of the devil. Not lined up with him, against it. And the truth is, today we're either for or against. We're either on God's side or we're not. And I believe it's time for God's people to get off the fence and get on one side or the other. Whose side are we on? And we must not be ashamed. If we're on God's side, if we're on the side of Thus saith the Lord, don't be ashamed of that. Don't make any apologies for it. Just stand. We need to stand like we've never stood before. It's not for you and I to compromise. What God's Word says is for us to believe it. And I don't believe that we need to surrender one single truth. Not one single truth. And I don't believe that we ought to give the devil one inch. But that's what's been happening. We give him a little more and a little more and a little more. And pretty soon, he rules our life. We must not give in. We must be steadfast. And I know that even now, that you and I as children of God have obligations and duties to God. I know that even now, we are to be in complete subjection to God. I know that even now we are to be subordinate to his command in all things. Our will is to be lost in his. There is to be an unreserved dedication to the Lord. We are to be fully absorbed in his work. We fail many times. We can get absorbed in the world very easily. It's not hard. We need to be fully absorbed in the Lord's work. That means God comes first. That means His will comes first. That means our responsibility to God comes before all other things, all other responsibilities. Every one of us have legitimate responsibilities. We have legitimate responsibilities to our wives. We have legitimate responsibilities to our children, to our workplace. And on and on we can go. And we must make sure that our responsibilities are never out of order. And if God's not first, they're out of order. God must be first. Even now. We must be in subjection to the Lord. Paul said, when the people were trying to talk him out of going to Jerusalem because they were sure he'd be killed, he said, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. That's our problem today. We're too important. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. And I know That even now, whatever happens, and in the midst of great wickedness and turmoil, I know that even now, as a child of God, I'm forgiven right now. Right now, I'm justified before God. Right now, I am His child, accepted in the Beloved. Pass from death unto life. Nothing can change that. Amen. A joint heir to Jesus Christ. Nothing can change that. Amen. Amen. On my way to heaven. Nothing can change that. Amen. Nothing can prevent me from getting there. Nothing can stop me. Amen. Amen. Because this is all of the Lord. Amen. On our way to the joy of the Lord. On our way to blessing without curse on our way to life without death, on our way to joy without sorrow, in light without darkness, yes, I know that even now, I'm on my way to heaven. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's nothing to be disappointed about. God is in control, and I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm thankful. And I know that even now that my redemption draweth nigh. And I know that even now, at any moment, at any moment, Jesus Christ, my Savior, could descend from heaven. And I'll be caught up to meet him in the air. I know that could happen at any moment today. Well, we ought to be looking. We're living in the last days, it can't be much longer. We don't have much longer to go. We don't have much further to go. Hang on. Remain steadfast. Keep standing for the truth. We don't have much further to go. Keep on preaching the word of God. Keep on standing for what's right. Don't be afraid to be on the Lord's side. We don't have much further to go. We're going to pass through all the waters, all the rivers, all the fires. Run our way to the other side. And not one, not one of those whom God the Father chose before the foundation of the world, when we get to the other side, not one of them will be missing. Amen. Not one of them will be missing in action. None of it will be contested. Right. It will all be sure. I hope and pray today that we can say, I know that even now, there's a lot of things that you and I know for sure right now. A lot of things we don't know, a lot of things we're not sure what's going to happen, but what we do know certainly outweighs what we don't know. This isn't a time to be discouraged because of what we know I watch things that go on and I mean it just burns me up and I I I can get in the flesh pretty quick over it but there's nothing to be discouraged about because of what we know because of who we know God bless
1: now amen these uh, messages our brothers preached this morning think about the contrast and uh, okay i'm getting a nod that we're ready coke machines here if any of you been worried about that <laughs> so i've probably been concerned about it you know we don't believe in worrying uh, but i've been concerned about it i'll put it that way appreciate these messages and i uh, Thought as we heard them preach, God uses these times to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance. I need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. Now, while these two brethren preach this morning, just classified uh, as being a religious nut, but when Reverend Ambulance Chaser Jackson <laughs> speaks, he's all right. He can be political and be a reverend. We're not supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. All Brother Gordon's preached about really didn't involve politics. It involved right and wrong. Right. Yeah. I wonder how close this thing we're going through would be if everybody just voted on what they knew to be right. right. Yeah. Yeah. wouldn't be very close. It right. yeah. just saved people that professed to know the Lord. Say, well, we're not supposed to get involved in politics. Old John the Baptist, or John, uh, uh, the Apostle John didn't know that when they stuck him out on the Isle of Patmos for not bowing down to Caesar. He was involved in politics. And he told them they weren't right. He couldn't bow down to them. Isaiah was in a political situation. So was Jesus and Paul and others in the Roman Empire. So we are too. We've, we've got too much of this you know Jane Fonda's is supposed to have been born again I read in paper last week where she sent some money to a group that was making sure that poor women could get abortions as well as rich women there's something about that that doesn't go with being born again folks it's not consistent I believe she's been born again when she apologizes to the families of the Vietnam vets whose lives she cost that's my little speech on that but uh, they, this, we need to be stirred up. Amen. We need to be stirred up about the things of the Lord. And, and we also need to rejoice that God can even even this time that we're in. All right? Let's stand together and we'll ask the one who dismisses us this morning to offer thanks for the food. And you can just go in and get in line and, and leave our serving set up where we can go on both sides of the table. Is it Brother Sam? All right. No? No? Okay. Both sides. Okay, pepper and everything's on the table, so uh, we'll, we'll get it and, and eat something somehow. We're thankful also for the food and all the work the ladies have done and that uh, you're here today. And uh, Jeff Lawrence will be preaching for us and be in prayer for them. And uh, uh, I'd like to ask Brother L.G. Richardson, if he will, to dismiss us and offer thanks for our food, Brother Rich.